WXDXFM, Pittsburgh. In the wake of the Todd Gurley contract, some media types are getting their knickers in a twist because Le'Veon Bell hasn't got paid. Pay the man! Pay the man! It's easy to yell that if it's not your money. Stephen A. Smith went bonkers. Mark Schlera said the Steelers' offer of $10 million guaranteed was a joke. Yo, the Steelers do things a certain way. Their way. They don't guarantee money past the signing bonus. That's their policy, and you can't say it hasn't served them well. The Steelers have made far more good decisions than bad when it comes to player personnel, and part of that is being consistent in their approach. I'm tired of hearing how great Love Bell is. He had a mediocre season last year. Volume and not much else. Don't tell the Steelers what to do. Everyone will be amazed by how easy it's going to be to replace Love Bell in 2019. The Steelers will not miss a beat, and Bell will hit a wall. If you're mad because Gurley got paid and Bell didn't, guess what? You just made the list! Double M on the X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Uh, the Rams paid Gurley. Uh, they paid Brandon Cooks, too, the wide receiver. They picked up Sue. They basically paid everybody but uh, Aaron Donald, the kid from Penn Hills and Pitt, who is the best defensive player in football. Uh, they got to pay Donald, you'd think. He's holding out, but some people say a deal is close. I do laugh when people say, oh, you got to pay this guy. You got to pay that guy. The people with the money can pay whoever they want, whatever they want. The rest of us just get to yell about it. But boy, is Aaron Donald good. I'm looking at the list of, of free songs here. Obviously, the biggest hit was was All Right Now. I remember Fire and Water very distinctly. My mother, my brother Jake was kind of a kind of a hit. Wishing Well, The Hunter. I mean, I know the songs. I just want to hear the firm when I go to see Paul Rogers in Chicago. Not only that, here's here's the uh, the three acts I'm going to see. Ann Wilson. The singer from Heart, I just saw her set list. She does one Heart song total. She does all kinds of covers. What's the point of seeing her if she's not going to do Heart songs? And then Jeff Beck, who's a great guitarist, couldn't write a song at gunpoint. His set list blows. And then Paul Rogers doing All Free and Bad Company. I mean, Paul will be good because he can still really sing. And I'm not uptight, not unattractive. Turn me loose tonight. I'm a radioactive, radioactive. Looks like the Yankees are going to get Jay Happ. The Yankees rebuilt their team through the farm system, but now it's same old Yankees. They 
can't help themselves. Oh, Brett Kiesel came to camp in a tractor one year. He has rings. I'm not even crazy about that, though. I don't know. You know what? I've come to realize that I don't like that stuff because I don't like football. I have nothing in common with the people who play it, and I look for excuses to get mad at football and at the people who play it. Nothing in common, too many bad incidents involving those who play it, a game with almost no action in it, 11 minutes of actual action in a 60-minute football game, the anthem controversy just like a drill bit boring through my skull. There's just so much to not like about it that I project my dislike onto whatever they do. That said, if Sidney Crosby showed up at Penguins camp in a helicopter, I wouldn't like that either. But he won't, so we don't have to worry about that. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Pirates lose today 4 nothing to the Indians at Cleveland. Trevor Bauer uh, allowed two hits over seven innings. He was... Uh, very much in control. Tyon pitched okay for the Pirates, but uh, couldn't match up to Bauer. Again, the tempest in the teapot today with the Pirates is Marte got hit in the hand with a pitch. He had squared up to bunt the pitch before, got drilled the next pitch. Because Trevor Bauer is a fairly pinpoint pitcher, some are construing that as intentional, and the notions being floated that the Pirates should have retaliated. Nine out of ten times, I would say the Pirates should have retaliated because they normally don't. I think they have had the reputation of being soft as a team for quite some time. But they had won 11 straight and were looking to win a 12th in a row. So don't indulge shenanigans. Today's the day when if there was any doubt, err on the side of not doing it. Your thoughts at 412-333. 9939, the number to call. Uh, we've been talking about potential pirate trades. We've been talking about the what if game. Had they kept Hap and Cole? We're talking about the mentality of pirate fans. And I really do want to hear from a pirate fan about a question I asked earlier. Why do you think I get mad when the pirates win? I get that all the time. Oh, you're just mad because they won. Why would I be mad? Why would that affect me at all? What motivation do you see on my part to root for the Pirates to lose? I have pruned the interest tree way back. I only care about the Penguins and Liverpool. Anything else that I pay attention to is because I have to, because I have to talk about it on this program. I can promise you absolutely 100% that if I ever get fired from this job and don't work in radio or when I retire, which I probably won't, I will likely die in office. But if I ever am not in radio, I won't watch football at all. Not one game, not one snap. I don't know what I'll do on Sundays, but it won't be that. I just seriously, do you understand why I don't like the game? It, it just, it's been fantasy footballed to death. It, it, it's been overexposed and saturated to death. There's not enough action in it, especially compared to the other sports I watch. I have nothing in common with the players. And never mind the unpleasant incidents that 
so many football players perpetrate, I just have nothing in common with them. Now, in that vein, here's another question. Do we analyze sports to the point where we can't enjoy sports? I think that might be true, with baseball especially. By the time we're done talking about launch angle and war and whip and exit velocity, you've lost sight of what's enjoyable about the game. You've sacrificed it all at the altar of metrics. And talk about a game with no action. I was watching the Pirate game uh, today during the show. Every time a relief pitcher ended, eight warm-up pitches on the mound. After how many warm-up pitches in the bullpen? Why do they have to warm up on the mound? They just warmed up in the bullpen. Come in and throw! Let's go to Nick in Brookline. Nick. What's up, Mark? What up? Not much, man. I just want to know uh, your take on if the Steelers are going to sweep the AFC North again this year. Oh, I think it's hard to sweep uh, the division, let alone to do it twice in a year. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll split with Cleveland. I think they'll probably sweep Cincinnati and Baltimore. I know that sounds uh, ass backwards because Cleveland's the worst team. Cleveland will be better. The Steelers under Tomlin are famous for being caught napping by bad teams. The yeah, Browns will beat them a game, and it wouldn't shock me if the Browns beat them week one at Cleveland. Uh, what do you think about the Eli Rogers re-signing? I'm normally against recycling, but, you know, what's it going to be, the fourth or fifth receiver? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, well, he's okay. I have no problem with it. Let's go after Bobo in the car. Bobo. You're on with Double M. What up? Hey, Mark. Um, I was uh, just wondering if you think we should go after Aaron Donald next year whenever Le'Veon Bell leaves. Well, it depends if Aaron Donald signed to a long-term contract by then or not, but uh, that's not really the Steelers' style, is it? Yeah, and is there going to be room for him even if they went after him with Stephon Tewitt and Cam Hayward? Do you think they'd maybe try and change up their defense, maybe go to a 4-3 with the weak middle linebackers? No, I don't think they would do that. I think if they got Aaron Donald, that would be bad news for Javon Hargrave. I mean, Aaron Donald is an interior lineman and maybe not suited for a 3-4. So to answer your original question, they will not go after Aaron Donald. Let's go to Ed in the car. Ed, you're on with Double M. Mark. Ed. Ed Braun. Hi, Ed. Ed. You're totally off base with this not sticking up for Marte. I don't care if you've won 12 in a row or lost 12 in a row. You've got to stick up for your guy. It looked like an oh. it looked like an accident to me. Really? How can you assume it was intentional? It it wasn't around his head, correct? That's correct. So why would you assume it's intentional to retaliate? Why would you start a crap storm when things are going so well for your team? Because you got to show you're not S A W F T once in a while. Uh, thanks to call it, but it's not hockey. Um. There are times I would do it. Today's not a time I would have done it. Although, let's make clear. If Marte has a broken finger or something like that because he did have to leave the game, that's real bad. And that'll give Huntington just the excuse he needs to be a seller at the deadline. And the funniest part about that is I'm not kidding. 412 It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9.
And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark Madden. Yes. Your voice is like sweet nectar to my ears. The last thing we need is a lot of loose talk. Hmm? Hmm? I like it. I like it. The X at 105.9. Mike Tomlin is currently talking at Steeler Camp. He talked about Le'Veon Bell briefly, said he thought Bell did a nice job when he showed up a year ago. Said they'll evaluate where he's at when he does show up. Said he's been in correspondence with Bell. And then he stopped taking questions about Bell. And I don't blame him because how long can you talk about the guy that's not there? Tomlin also said he's encouraged by some of the candidates at running back. Uh, Tomlin did excuse some of the bigger veterans, I mean big literally, from the run test, namely Hayward, Ponce, and Foster. See, right there, that's him playing favorites. Eli Rogers, as we talked about earlier, has uh, re-signed with the team, but he will not participate in the run test either. In fact, he will open his uh, renewed Steeler tenure on the pup list. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, here's something crazy that happened 62 years ago today. I normally hate crap like this. I hate the trivial, but this is something nuts. 62 years ago today, Roberto Clemente, playing for the Pirates in 1956. Roberto Clemente hit the only walk-off, inside-the-park, grand slam in Major League history. You heard me, the only walk-off, inside-the-park, grand slam in Major League Baseball history. That means he came to bat with the bases loaded, the Pirates down three in the bottom of the uh, ninth, I'm assuming, but I I guess it could have been 10th, 11th, whatever. And he hit a inside-the-park home run, and that won the game and made history. Clemente was a rookie with the Pirates in 1955, after he got claimed uh, in, in what evolved into the Rule 5 draft, claimed from the Brooklyn Dodgers. And uh, that was his second year, in which he hit 311. So Clemente... Uh, 255 the first year, 311, 253, but really rounded into form after that, and it wasn't long before the power started coming, too. Clemente broke into the majors with the Pirates at age 20. Uh, I was talking earlier, and I'd like more feedback on this. Do we analyze sports to the point where we can't enjoy sports? Give you a case in point. I thought about baseball with all the metrics and the fancy stats, by the time you're done talking about them, you're sick of talking about them, and you're not looking at the basics of the game anymore. Same with hockey. How many times have I said, this guy's playing pretty good? Ah, wait, possession metrics, Corsi, Fenwick, you don't know what you're talking about. That's all the fancy stats wind up being, an excuse for somebody to tell somebody else they don't know what they're talking about. And you can always look at fancy stats in any sport. And find one stat that shows a guy that's doing good ain't doing good. Or that shows a guy that ain't doing good 
is doing good. Absolutely crazy. Also talking about that uh, public versus private uh, PIAA sports debate. Should public and private schools be put in separate leagues or have separate playoffs? I think they shouldn't. I think a kid should attend whatever school he wants to as long as he is enrolled there and lives there. If uh, you can't afford to go to the school you want or you can't move into the district where there's a better program, that's too bad. I mean, you can't have legislated equality. Better kids are going to get better opportunity and should by way of maximizing. Why should, like, a great football player who's, like, in some crumbum, and I can't think of any crumbum. Okay, Shaler, that's easy. Why should a kid who, who's a good football player that, that lives in Shaler and goes to Shaler where their football team stinks, why should he stay there when he can go and enroll at Central Catholic or his family can move to North Allegheny? That could easily be the difference between getting or not getting financial aid for football in school. I don't think Shaler's that heavily scouted. 0-11, 0-11, 0-11, What were the one-year 3-8? and eight? That team will be in the Shaler Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, you know what I found out? This is interesting. Thanksgiving weekend is my 40-year high school reunion, and they are having one. wonder if I should go. I'm easily the most famous person in, in my class, but when you go to high school reunions, and I've never been to one, but this is what I've been told. Everybody tries hard to make it revert back to the same old pecking order. Like, do you ever see the movie uh, Gross Point Blank, where John Cusack, who's become a professional killer, goes to his 10-year high school reunion, and the one guy says, on their ID cards, like their, 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 uh, their name tags, on their name tags, they have a gold star if they were in the National Honor Society. Like, membership in some stupid freaking honor club matters 10 years later. Then that guy pulls a gun on and goes, I got this. And John Cusick says, I don't think you should have that here. Let's go to Steve in the car. Steve, you're on with Double M. Uh, hey, Mark. I wanted to comment on your remarks about overanalyzing in sports and not uh, it not being fun anymore, not entertaining anymore. Um, I, I, you know, case in point is you know when I watched the Penguins in the late '80s, early '90s, and you didn't know what the score was immediately. So I would watch, you know, from face off to face off until there was like a stop in the action, and then by then you're like into the game. But now you know the stats right away, the scores. You don't have to watch the games half the time. I just think it's rammed down our throats. Yeah. And, and like, I'm tired. I forget that we had some Russian guy for a real short period, about four or five years ago, and he had no goals in 49 games, but he had good Corsi and Fenwick. So people <laughs> were legitimately suggesting that he should play top six because those stats don't lie. Let, let me tell you, Stephen, thank you for the call. Nothing lies more than statistics. Remember the old uh, phrase, lies, damned lies, and statistics. Let's go to Chris in Wexford. Chris, you're on with Double M. Yo, what up, man? What up, man? So uh, a couple calls have been calling in about uh, Pirates should have retaliated because Marte got pitched inside. You had said that he squared up to bunt the pitch before, correct? Yeah, the theory is that... 
He hit a home run last night. Then he squared up the bunt, his first at-bat today, which is kind of going against the grain of baseball etiquette, I, I guess. And so they hit him on the next pitch. Well, I mean, if he squared up the bunt, I mean, it's pretty common practice in baseball. You pitch him outside or you pitch him inside, give him a hard pitch to bunt. So that's probably what the pitcher was trying to do. I agree with you. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think any retaliation needed to happen. Well, 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 it was probably just well t- t- tell, tell me this, uh, Chris. I just don't think we're in an 11-game win streak. If something borderline like that happens, you should just keep your heads and try to win. And by the way, this just in. Uh, Hurdle says that uh, he was very uh, obtuse, but uh, but he, he said Marte's okay. He said they got the best news they could have from the examination, which means there's probably not a break. Well, best news from the situation, yeah. No, I agree. If, if, even if it was intentional, you know what? Sometimes maybe retaliate by hitting one of their batters, but no one needed to come out there and start fighting or doing anything Not like now. That. Not now. If the Pirates no, were on a losing no. streak and needed a wake-up call, then maybe. But I think anything like that in baseball has to be has to, has to look at the situation of the game and of your team. And I think neither one of those called for the Pirates to retaliate today. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Terrific. Good. Uh, hey, I was just wondering, uh, do you know if a score was kept on how that inside the park home run actually happened? What What do you mean the score? Like, was somebody keeping this? Like, how many errors were on the play? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, I it, was, it was a home run, Dopey. Okay, no, if, there, if, there, if there are errors on the play, it's not a home run. Well, you said inside the park. If there are errors on the play, it's not a home run. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay, goodbye. You know, it happened in Pittsburgh, and, and I, I don't, I doubt that there's any video of it. But Forbes Field was a huge park. I imagine he hit it probably in the left center field gap or over the center fielder's head. Center field at Forbes Field, dead center, was 457 feet. Only one home run ever got hit at Forbes Field, dead center, and that was by Dick Stewart. Okay, I'm going to make an exception for this next segment. We never talk about uh, soccer on the show. But since we've got Dortmund and Benfica tonight at Heinz Field as part of the International Champions Cup, in addition to all your other calls, I will take soccer calls for the next segment only. So if you want to talk about the beautiful game... Oh, wait, here's a description of it. Kobene drove it against the light standard in left field. Wouldn't the light standard be a home run? The light standard was outside the fence in Forbes Field. But the description says it, it hit the light standard in left field. The ball bounced off the fencing. See, this doesn't make sense, but it rolled along the cinder path to center field. Uh, Foyles, Verd, and Cole scored. Kobene came into third. The third base coach... Held him up, but Clemente just kept going and got the plate with his hand. Pirates win 9-8. 412-333-WX, the X, it's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. X, and now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, what's happening, Mark? Loud noises! <laughs> <laughs> the X at 105.9. Okay, since we got Dortmund and Benfica... International Champions Cup Soccer at Heinz Field tonight. I'm going to take soccer questions this segment only. You know, in a way, 
Well, I'm, I'm going to be glad to see Christian Pulisic play live because how often do you have a chance to see America's best soccer player in action uh, in your home city? But Liverpool play Man City tonight in the International Championship Cup on TV. But Saturday I will be at Ann Arbor, Michigan to see uh, Liverpool and Man United. So uh, they're friendlies, but they're played in spirited fashion. So I'm looking forward to tonight as well as to Saturday at Ann Arbor. Uh, Oh, we got some clarification on the Clemente inside the park walk-off Grand Slam, which took place uh, back in 1956. That's 62 years ago on this day. We got out a, a, a photo of Forbes Field. Believe it or not, and I can't believe it, the light standards are inside the wall. Just barely, but they are inside the wall. So that description where it hit the light standard in left field then rolled along the warning track to deepest center field, that's absolutely plausible. Crazy. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike on the road, who I think wants to talk about that. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Yeah, just, just to clarify that a little bit, the light stand at the 457 mark was inside the wall, and there was a piece of cyclone fence around it. All the light standards were inside the wall. They were almost part of the wall. Right, right. But the one... The one was up against the wall at the 457 mark, and there was a piece of cyclone fence. Right, but that wasn't the one the ball hit. Right, right. The ball hit the one that was part of the left field uh, wall. Left field wall, and and went over towards the center field wall. Correct. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Derek in the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Derek, you probably aren't getting a good reception, but you're on 1059. Hey, Mark, how we doing? Great. Hey, quick question for you. Uh, FIFA final. I watched it. It was it was a great game. What did you think of the first two French goals that were given to them by the refs? What do you mean given to them? Well, I mean, I've seen video for the past two weeks about the first one, the penalty that was right outside the 18. He, he wasn't even touched and he fell down. Yeah, I, I, had, I, I thought it was a foul, and it's an own goal. Well, even but, if it's a shaky call, you're allowed to defend the free kick. And the penalty was definitely a penalty. They had to go to video review, but the guy handled in the box, and he handled with some consequence in the box. What about the uh, Petisic uh, handball on the other end? What are you, Croatian? Yes. The better team won. You guys were lucky to be there. Uh-huh. Goodbye. You know who could have played for Croatia in the World Cup? Well, could have at one point. Christian Pilvisic. Croatian descent has a Croatian passport to facilitate travel in Europe. But God bless America, he's one of us. Let's go to uh, our good friend, the Egyptian magician. Hello, my friend. Hi, Mark. Ah! What's up? Two quick questions for you. One of them was that uh, I was really disappointed America didn't play because Panama was not uh, re- really did not so. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that Panama was, blows. Yeah, and America sat. So so was Italy and so forth. Here's my question to you: D- Didn't you think the ball was juiced 
No, I don't know if this was done purposely because of Russians. You know. Now, what, what do you mean by juiced? Like a lighter ball that maybe spun more no, or, or, or knuckled more? What do you mean? How many? First of all, how many defensemen they put the ball in there? The ricochet off the ball, anything that ball would hit. Oh, that's true. There were mo more own goals in this World Cup than any other in history. You might be onto something, Bob, but but the ball's the same for both teams, right? Well, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, uh, when the ball, it's kind of like a you, you're putting too much air in a basketball. You see, the, the that trajectory, the whole thing, uh, it, it it it's off. I know it's off for both teams, but. It takes off from the soccer. Well, know, the ball, the ball always changes, Bob. It always evolves. So, even if you're right, I don't think there was malicious intent behind it. Well, uh, maybe so. As far as your answer uh, about uh, the, the last caller, I 100 percent agree with it. French, French, they, 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 uh, they had the stars, and uh, they, they stars did the job. I yeah, mean, their stars played up to their potential. Mbappe. Greisman, uh, Pogba, and I hate Pogba, but he was great. So they were worthy winners. Thank you for the call, Bob. I got this picture of Forbes Field up, okay? Four light standards in the outfield. The right field one's on top of the roof because it had the big roof in right field. Had the extra, uh, the extra tier of stands. But the left field, left center, right center, light standards, all inside the park. Against the fence, but inside the park. How did people not get dehorned? Then again, I got to tell you, Forge Field was so big, like to run all the way to the wall for a ball was quite a trip, and you'd have a chance to, you know, brace yourself for, for whatever came. Let's go to Ricky. Ricky, you're on with Double M. Up and try again. Ricky hung up. Okay, it's time to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything you like about anything you like, and do it now. Do it quickly. Do it by dialing 412-333-WXDX. That's 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Bubble M, huge fan. You're talking to the super genius. No doubt, Bubble M. Hey, Mark, who has the best onion drink? Ooh. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It is the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in Pittsburgh Strip District. Let's go to a call it and swickly call and ask Mark anything. Super genius, big fan. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you had to choose between a fried Oreo and a fried Twinkie, which would you pick? I've never had either one. I think that's overkill. Don't you? Uh, a little bit, but they do have the fried Oreo at Kennywood, and I would recommend it. It's delicious. Well, I don't go to Kennywood, but now that they have the Steelers uh, area, I'm, I may well do. Thank you for the call. What's it called? The Steelers? St no, the Steel Curtain is the roller coaster. It's the Steelers Country. Sounds like a Molly Hatchet song. Steelers Country. Let's go to Dan in New Kensington. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. I got a question for you. Wanted to know, why does your voice sound so different in that uh, Window Nation ad that you run on uh, on the station there? It kind of sounds like you were sipping some syrup. No, I was I was huffing glue. Oh, oh, right on. No, right no, on. no. The, re the reason being, I, you're not the first person to say that, Dan. Uh, it was recorded in a different studio. Okay. So different microphone, different equipment. I think it sounds better, don't you? 
Um, I don't know. It's just not quite what I'm used to. You know, it's not the Mark Madden that I know and love. But you get two windows for the price of one. Weren't you listening? Call our good friends at Window Nation now. That they do do great work. Like they're a company I get feedback from people who heard my ad, patronized Window Nation. I get emails from people saying, "Boy, you steered me to the right place." Great windows. Let's go to Tony on the Parkway. Tony, ask Mark anything. Mark, uh, I got a question for you. I'm about to go to Taco Bell. You want anything? No, but thanks for asking, Tony. I, I ate wings today. Oh, nice. Thank you I'm for the jealous, call. Huh? That I ate them. I, I had wings at uh, the Ugly Dog Saloon right over the hill here. Uh, that's my uh, that's my uh, on-the-sly wing place. Big Shot Bob's obviously number one by far, but there's none close to here where you could sit down and eat. So once in a while, I go to the Ugly Dog, and it's, it's very good. Good people working down there, too. Although, I get there, the cable went out. I went down there specifically because I knew I could watch the Pirate game there, and the cable went out. But it came back on. I only missed an inning. Let's go to Craig on the Parkway. Craig, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. I was wondering if you've ever been on, any, on one of the uh, music cruises, like Monsters of Rock, or one of those cruises that have all the musical acts. And no, no interest. You're on a boat. Oh, there's a lot of good bands. Yeah, you're on a boat. Plus, you, you know what? The Def Leppard Cruise. You ever hear what happened to Def Leppard Cruise? Jimmy Bain from Dio died. They had to store him in the freezer. He was there with, what do they call the, the Dio? Uh, last in line. It, it was the Dio band from the first three albums, minus Ronnie. A, a guy I know, actually, Andrew Freeman, sings for them. So Jimmy Bain died, and Joe Elliott lost his voice and couldn't perform. Let's go to Justin and Shaler. Justin, ask Mark anything. Hey, um, are you going to Glenn Hughes when he's coming to Jergles in September? Muse. Glenn Hughes. Oh, Glenn Hughes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's Glenn Hughes playing Deep Purple. Yeah, do you know who's playing guitar for him instead of Doug Aldrich this time? Is it somebody instead of Doug? Will Doug be out with Dead Daisies? Because Dead Daisies are jurgles in the fall as well. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if you knew who was I don't know, but I will find out because now you got me thinking. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jake in Beaver County. Jake, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up, man? My question to you and your expert opinion, what is the best restaurant down? Best hole-in-the-wall restaurant downtown. Dude, I haven't eaten downtown in I don't know how long. All right, what about this in there? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you an Italian restaurant downtown that's really good. I haven't been there in years, but it's really good. It's in Market Square. It's called La Gondola. La Gondola? La Gondola. It's like a pizza place, but it has all kinds of Italian dishes. It's really good. I would love to, uh, this fall, before I get too old to do it, I want to walk around Market Square and check out. I want to go to the original Oyster House again. I want to go, what's the burger joint in Market Square? There's one on the south side in Monroeville, too, and I can't think of the friggin' name. Uh, feeds me. That's not it. Let's see, Burger, Market Square, Pittsburgh. Let's see if I can find it. I haven't been there in eight. Wing Hearts. It's really good. Let's go to Patrick in the car. Patrick. Ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. 
Hi, Mark. How are you? What up? Um, have you ever been to uh, Wahlburgers on McKnight Road? No, but I heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, I what would you compare it to? Is it, is it like Five Guys, or what's it like? Uh, it's better than Five Guys. Really? Because Five Guys is really good. I know. I, I thought the same thing, but when I went to Wahlburgers, it easily was the best burger joint I've been to. Is it gourmet burgers? Is it like uh, like burgatory type stuff? Uh, yeah, similar. I'll have to check it out. Let's go to Dave. Dave, ask Mark anything. Yo, Marco. Hi, Dave. First off, I got to thank you for turning me on to get the lot out there outstanding. They're in Wheeling so question, uh, in in uh, September, I think. I'm going to go see them. Great. Well, my question is, uh, the Led Zeppelin, are they going to be doing anything for the 50th anniversary year? I think they're going to have a, a traveling Zeppelin museum called the Led Zeppelin Experience. Could, uh Similar to what the Stones did, which I saw in Vegas and was very good, but I they're not going to play. Thanks, Mark. Let's go to Aaron in Washington. Aaron. You're on with Double M. What's your favorite album cover of all time? The artwork or picture? That's actually a really good question. Uh, well, put it this way. I have one blown up amount on my wall. So I'm going to go with that UFO live album, Strangers in the Night. Gotcha. Thanks, Mark. And I'll tell you, I'm looking this up real quick now. Uh, Oh, the Obsession album cover for UFO. Excellent. Let's go to Lou. Lou on Neville Island. Hey, Lou, what's new? Ask Mark anything. Hey, uh, were you at the firm concerts in Pittsburgh? There was two of them. Yeah, I was at both of them. For sure I was. Loved them. Four seats. Uh, the first one, it was my first concert ever. I was about 14 or 15 years old. Do you remember the years? I want to say 84 and 86. Is that accurate? I don't remember the years, but that, that sounds about right. All I, remember, was, all I remember was I finally get to see Jimmy Page. It was fantastic, I thought. It was my first concert ever, and it's probably one of the uh, better ones I've ever seen. Hey, Mark, real quick, I met you at Damon's the night the flurry was drafted, and I said, How'd they do in this draft? And you said Flurry's going to be good. You were right. Thank I, you. I always am. All right. Let's go play some football. Good talk. See you out there. I'm Mark Madden, 105.90X.